Hello, welcome to the Playcube Gamecast. I'm your host, Chase, and today I'm doing a solo look at the Cruisin' USA, the Nintendo 64 version. Why? Because I don't have access to a arcade cabinet, and the only thing that's even close to possible for me getting close to that arcade cabinet is spending about $2,000 to get it freighted, shipped over. And yeah, I don't have that kind of money. If I did, I would not be spending it on an arcade cabinet. But still, this game came out in 94 arcades, 96, Nintendo 64. Why? You know, just to be a launch title for the Nintendo 64. At least it tried to be a launch title. Nintendo approached Midway, the developers of this game, early 94, just to be like, hey buddy, we want you to make a game, like an arcade game, to be a launch title for our upcoming project. However, we also want you to advertise it as running on Nintendo 64 hardware. This game, alongside Rare's Killer Instinct, was like, hell yeah, let's do that. And they even made an appearance at the 94 Consumer Electronics Show, just to be like, hey, we got some new hardware, check it out, it's coming to the arcade first. Eventually, Nintendo chairman of America, Howard Lincoln, admitted it was all a ploy. Midway was using their own custom arcade chips, and Rare was pretty much the only development company that had access to the tools. So they were being a little bit shady? Yeah, definitely. But hey, if you're going against Sony and Sega, might as well pull out all the tricks. And lucky for them, it worked. In 94, this arcade game was a critical and commercial success. Everybody loved it. Especially when they were going against other good arcade racers like Daytona USA and Ridge Racer. But hey, I have never played this game in an arcade cabinet. Have you? I don't remember. I think I've seen it a few times, but honestly, the only arcade game I remember from the early 90s or late 90s would be like the Die Hard game. And that's pretty much it. Mostly because it was based on a movie and that got burned into my memory for so long, I don't even know. However, let's move on back to the game. So a couple years later, Nintendo 64 was set to release after being delayed and rumored. Over the course of the next two years, the developing team, Linda Williams in San Diego, realized just how difficult it would be developing for Nintendo 64. They actually missed... missed... they actually missed the launch date in September by a month, all right? Then it got rejected by Nintendo because apparently they didn't like the running over various small animals and the bikini trophy girl. <laughs> Why would you censor that? I don't know. But other stuff had to get censored as well. So we had to remove the casual animal abuse. The bikini trophy girl got a t-shirt. But the most notable change was the Washington DC course. When they changed the money tunnel to remove Hillary Clinton smoking to a classic Benjamin Franklin. I mean, I guess you don't want to get too political for Nintendo. Because even the biggest change at the end of the game was that end screen where they removed Bill Clinton in the back of a truck bed, hot tub, surrounded by bikini girls, and it just got replaced with your car alone. Spinning sadly, surrounded by the Secret Service. Yeah, this game was the first game. One of the very few games to come out for the Nintendo 64 in that first year, alright? Picture it, it's 96. You got the hot new release from Nintendo. The Nintendo 64 home console. And there's only 8 games on this title. 
Sure, you had classics like Super Mario 64 and Wave Race 64, but after that, you're you're uh, kind of out on other titles, you know. So, despite this game mostly getting some bad reviews, it still sold well. Like, this game has sold 1.72 million units. That's just making it the 30th best-selling Nintendo 64 title, beating out Paper Mario, Mario Golf, and F-Zero X. That is insane. Then again, if this was a game that was one and done, then we probably wouldn't even be talking about it. However, there was the sequels. And we'll talk about those later at this point. But right now, let's just go into our actual stray thoughts about this game. Alright, this game, it sucked. There's no real easy way to say this, but... I did not enjoy this game, but I tried. I beat it, and uh, no, I do not want to do this again. Luckily for me, I see the reviews for the next couple of games on this list, and hopefully it's better. Either way, I can see how people who originally bought this played it and enjoyed it, but let's be real. No. Even at the time it didn't review well. IGN or gave it like a 4 out of 10. Hell, the official game ranking right now is about 51%. And the only person who actually liked it was Game Informer, who gave it 7.75 out of 10. Most of the common complaints were jerky frame rating, which I noticed, poor collision detection, which was my bane of existence, and muffled music, which I'll probably put in the background every now and then, so you could hear just how bad it is. Officially, it took 1.5 hours to beat the main story of this game. I don't know if that's racing with all four cars or all seven cars, but the completionist is 5.5 hours. I don't know how to get a completionist, but is that upgrading all the cars to two? Maybe? Will that like an extra seven more races on top of the original seven races? Yeah, no, fuck that. But if you really want this game... You can get this off pretty much anywhere for the ridiculously overpriced dollars of $14. That's just the cartridge alone, alright? If you want the box, you can pick it up with the box for like $45. But for some reason, if you want this thing brand new, you're going to be spending about $579. That's give or take. So let's actually get into the game, the whole nitty-gritty part. There's 14 tracks. Half of them are in California. I spent half the race trying to run away from California, alright? I don't know how to get out of California, but I'm pretty sure I know how to navigate it myself away from the Golden Gate Bridge, through San Francisco, down to 101, hit Beverly Hills, Death Valley, and LA Freeway, and somehow make it all the way to Arizona. If there's anything I have to say about this game, they do make it look like every place they try. Except the Grand Canyon course, which, for some reason, takes me all the way from the Grand Canyon to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota. It's like we're trying to cover a lot of ground in a short amount of time. What the fuck? Then it's just a casual driving through Iowa, driving through Indiana, driving through... Sorry. Driving through Chicago. Then we get to Indiana. Chicago's nice, but driving under the L train, or what that was supposed to be like, 
Well, it's the most nerve-wracking drive ever, especially when you're when you're cut down from a four-lane down to a two-lane. You got metal pillars both sides in the middle of the road, and the oncoming traffic will like to occasionally jerk in front of you and cause you to crash. Yeah, fuck that. Then we hit up Appalachia, which that's nice, I guess. It's mountainy. Then we end up in Washington, D.C., which is, it covers all the basic spots. We got the Vietnam Memorial. We got Capitol Hill. We got a tunnel made of money. I think that was a nice touch. The walls are literally plastered with $100 bills that are the size of like 5 by 10. Yeah, where the dollar bills are roughly 5 by 10. And it's pretty much a tunnel that leads you straight to the White House. Now, I don't know what they're trying to say here, but are they saying that money is a fast pass to the presidency? Which makes sense. But then again, I'm almost convinced this whole game takes place on a set. Because when I was leaving California, I was driving through the Redwood Forest, I hit a massive tree, and that tree fell over like a cardboard cutout. So I don't know about the rest of these buildings, but I'm pretty sure if I hit them really hard, they just fall over too. But that could be just be bad graphic, bad graphic design, I guess. After all, the massive fire trucks in the road, yeah, they just look like they are four walls and not exactly a roof. So occasionally when you get to see over them, you just realize there's nothing in the middle of this. It's just empty. And I'm just like, I don't even think this was that good of a game. Technically speaking, the music was muffled. That is true. I just turned it down to avoid the music. The controls are iffy. Like, you could turn all the way left, and you could either decide if your car wants to go a little bit to the left, or full 90 degree turn to the left. Then there's the pileups. You're almost guaranteed to get into a wreck if you're not careful, whether it's your fault or your opponent's fault. And luckily, for a couple of those times, I was able to get out of the dreaded 4th, 5th, 6th place and uh, make it all the way to 1st place, but you really need that 1st place. Because if you don't, you're stuck playing that same race over and over again. That's how I got stuck in the Redwood Forest for like 5 times trying to get out. Hell, this whole game experience was just me trying to escape from California. But I will say the cars are nice to look at. They did bring back the Ferrari Testarossa from OutRun and Miami Vice. But they also added a couple of other cars like the uh, 93 Hyundai HCD Epoch 2, the 63 Chevy Corvette, and for some reason a 1940 V8 Deluxe called La Bomba. Yeah, no. That just made it feel like a slow car. But, if you're really lucky, and you can hit the up C button, down C button, and left C button all at the same time, lucky for you, I couldn't, you could also have access to a Chevy police car, or a Jeep Wrangler, or even a school bus. But the one last thing I want to leave you with is the trophy girl. <laughs> The one who went from the bikini in the arcade game to the t-shirt in the Nintendo 64 title. Now that was an interesting find when I found out that she was portrayed by adult film star Sheila Fox with three X's. I don't know if she was hired as a porn star, but according to IMDb, she didn't start making adult films until after this game. So did the game... 
lead her to per- lead her to pursue a a career in the adult industry? Maybe we'll never know. But I'll leave that off to you today. <laughs> okay. So short answer is I didn't like this game. I do like Cruising Blast on the Switch. That is the best game I've played. I've enjoyed the Cruise and Blast on the arcade. That's what made me got the Switch version. But going back and seeing Cruise in USA and seeing where it all started, yeah, no, that's going to be a no for me, Doug. But it is nice to see that they eventually get better over time, so that makes me consider doing USA World next. Who knows? But until then, I've been your host, Chase. This was the PlayCube Gamecast. Thanks for listening to this episode. And you can find us on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, mostly Instagram, though. You can definitely hit me up there. You can see every screenshot I've taken of this game. You can see what Shiloh Fox looks like on Instagram now. Well, not now, but what she looked like back then. I'll be posting pictures on that later on. And just have a good night. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.